All right, welcome back to episode five of the BDSM podcast. That is Brain Dead Space Monkeys. For all you new folk. Not the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he didn't clarify that, but yeah. (laughs) The other one sometimes. Uh, well, but that's you know that's, besides, that, that's neither here nor there <laughs> back on episode 5 bro um shit my man's T gonna be talking about some Halloween right uh, did you go see the new Halloween movie yet I did yeah yeah and I'm, I'm not gonna say no spoilers but if you like the franchise like I do you gotta see you gotta see the really movie. good like lore shit like in depth into like Michael Myers, any, anything like that. Any, I mean, anything revealed, anything like any, any big questions answered, from like over the years. No. No, but just just a good like. Just like, it's Michael doing his thing. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> my man was up here fucking shit up. It's a fun time. It is. It's a great. It's a it's a slasher okay. flick. Yeah. You know. Um. And, you know, there's a lot of other good slash... Like, I mean, if they came out with a Friday 13th, or Friday the 13th movie tomorrow, you would... I'd buy the ticket. Yeah. I wouldn't expect too much from it. Dude, I just I just love a good slasher film, bro. It's like, so it's... Bad. They're just fun. It's Man, like, it's a right. fun ride. And what like, got me into it when I was younger, you guys know this, because you guys were here for this phase, the Saw movies. <laughs> the Saw movies. The Saw movies. Yeah. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the one with like Chris Rock, because that's because that's a thing. Wait, 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 hold up. Technically, that's not a saw. It's a spiral movie. Spiral. What the fuck ever. Yeah. You know. So it's it's the goddamn puppet. So so essentially, what happened? Um, I spoilers warning. I mean, nobody should watch this movie. It's bad. Um, it's a. It's a Saw movie with Chris Rock in it. It's a Saw movie without Saw in it. Like, it's not good. Okay, but here's where I'm going to argue with you on that. Jigsaw was a better movie. I, I didn't even like Jigsaw. I didn't like Jigsaw. I didn't see the new one. Jigsaw, was, like Jigsaw. Jigsaw was about, like, the, the killer, right? The, like, the, like, Jigsaw is the yeah, name and of they the, were like, the oh, killer in the Saw movies, right? Because, like, they dug up his body and, it, like, it wasn't there and shit. Okay. It was like a pig carcass or something. Some gro- some gruesome <laughs> shit, dude. Like, it's the one. Um, Jigsaw's the one where uh, the end trap was the lasers. And that's another thing I thought was fucking stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It was stupid, but those effects looked awesome. I I okay. love the effects. I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's not saw. Saw is a guy in an old shitty bathroom <laughs> yeah. cutting his foot off with a hacksaw. Yeah, yeah. That's saw, not someone getting sliced to pieces by lasers. That's like yeah. something straight out of an alien movie, right? Yeah. Okay. So. My opinion. My opinion. No, you, you just you, you don't like how the, like the the theme of some of the traps was just like not true to like the original. It like, was, yeah. 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 Character. Because exactly. even yeah. You know, because that was one thing that was the same throughout, like, all the, all the Saw movies. Like, you know, the older ones. Okay. 
it was just it, it was just always it's always something different. It's always <laughs> like god <Yeah>. damn. It's <laughs> gruesome. Gruesome. So, that's yeah. Right. Saw just shit that's just flying around. Yeah. <laughs> Saw is one of those like it's the horror movie equivalent to like those soap operas that they show on TV. But like gruesome as hell. Like yeah. that's essentially well, what it is. And because, we love it for it. And I'll tell you what, it's because Spending so much time with my grandparents like I did, soap operas was ruined for me. <laughs> I gotta get my drama from somewhere, yeah. you see. Can I be honest with y'all? What's up? Never seen a single Saw movie. No. Really? Ever. So Out of all the times I've talked about it? So, I'm <laughs> no, be, yeah. That's I'm, crazy. I'm gonna be straight up. Outside of Jigsaw and Spiral, you should definitely watch all of them. Okay. Don't don't like go in there expecting something amazing. Just take it as like a soap opera, and you will have a hell of a time. Well, so just just, just like don't you just turn off my brain for a little bit and well, pop some I, popcorn. No, that's it. That's yeah, it. yeah. Like, just have pretty fun. much. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, keep in mind. I mean, it, it could be that a part of the reason I like these so much is because you know I I watched them when I was younger, right? But because of that, I was just like. Alright, well, what's this about? Yeah. Like you said, not like expecting, like, oh, well, I hadn't really heard anything about the Saw movies. They were like, oh, this yeah. is a horror movie. And I was like, oh, well, you know. Yeah. Didn't know I was allowed to watch those. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, convolutedness in the story, but it, it works. It no, works the first, I got, if you're just going to watch one of them, watch, watch the, the first, first one. one. Yeah, 100%. By far the best. Mm-hmm. By far the best. When did that one come out? Like, it was just out of curiosity. Five? No, no, it would have had to have been like four or two. Oh, because so it's like uh, yeah. Because when we were it. in middle school, is when like three D, four, five, six all came out. Yeah, and we had to watch that one at the drive-in because they wouldn't let us into yeah. the movie theater. Yeah, <laughs> they had a fucking one fifteen-year-old, two thirteen-year-olds in tow. Bro, <laughs> something, something. I think that I kind of want to touch on real quick is it's it's pretty interesting how like if you think about it. When we grew up is like um it's like a category of decade, bro. Like, you know how there was like the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, like the early like thousands, bro. Are it's like there's It was a different time. Yeah, there was a there was a tinge to it, I guess. Like, and there was a fringe because everyone had that weird shit in their hair. <laughs> yeah. So no, actually, the fucking gorilla glue. We were, like the, not the, the, gorilla the glue. middle part. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Me and my friend were just talking about this because, like, I swear, between like two thousand and like two thousand ten, there was always like some type of filter over like any movie, any media. Like yes. there was a filter over. Yes. It. Dude. A tint. Yeah, a literal oh, tint. Like, I'm, I'm not even listen, talking like 90s cartoons. Oh, yeah. Same tint. Yeah. Same oh. shit. Yep. My God. I've, oh, my God. 90s cartoons, bro. We were watching <laughs> Spy Kids today, and I was like, this has like an, a 2000s aesthetic to this. Like, what dude, the heck? Dude, Spy Kids, uh, Codename Get Next Door, dog. Oh, my God. Dude, dude, two okay. totally different Which ones, but I love the spirit. Quick. <laughs> Real quick, because one thing from that show really stuck with me to this day. What's that? What was the what number was the one with the orange hoodie and like four. the blonde? That was number four. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember evil number four? Yes. And when he took his head off, the only difference was he had a goatee. <laughs> he said, "I have this because I'm evil." Yeah. Oh my that god. That shit was so fucking funny to me. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, 
Ten. <laughs> ten right there. Just ten out of ten. Core memory. No. My, Core memory unlocked. I, I got my coffee addiction from that show because they treated coffee like alcohol. And, like, as soon as the kids took it, they were gone. It was like, nope, only adults can have this. I'm like, I want it. Ugh. But, no, uh, circling back to the original movie, um, have you seen the 2019, I guess you could call it, like, a soft reboot of Halloween? That That's one? the one with, it's got Jamie Lee Curtis. It's, like, the predecessor to this one that just came yes, out. Yes, 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 yes. So, I didn't, but right after my sister saw it, she gave me the, the rundown. So, like, any, like, you, you know the movie and everything? Yes. Okay. So, Please keep being vague about it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, without going into details, there is this one kill in that movie that... Uh, the only thing I'll say is it's it's the backyard one. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody else. If you've seen the movie, you know the one that I'm talking about. That is one of those like iconic slasher movie kills. Like... Oh, it's just perfect. Was and that, that's the you, thing. Was, oh, sorry, real quick. Was that the was that the Rob Zombie one? No, no. no. This was this was the one that's I the have, predecessor to this. I one. I haven't seen this one, but it did look good. So one thing that's really interesting though, since we brought up the Rob Zombie one, because yes. you know there's a lot of like really, especially slasher movies, um, they like to play like with a lot of psychology and shit. And if you look at the traits of Michael Myers and like what he does. Uh, in the older movies, it points to, like, some severe form of, like, uh, like, uh, somewhere on the autism spectrum, right? Yeah. Like, to the point it's so severe that they're nonverbal and also, like, um, what's the word? Uh, aggressive towards human contact. Yes. But in the Rob Zombie movies... What's interesting, if you look at, uh, like, the story and, and the psychology, it points more towards schizophrenia. And what's interesting, though, what's interesting, if you look at, like, the upbringing, like, if you dig into, like, the history and the lore, you know, uh, you, you saw, like, in the Rob Zombie movie, he, he had, like, a real shitty childhood. Yeah. You know, like, his mom was a stripper, his stepdad, like, would hit her and shit. And... You know, in the original movie, it was just, like, there were a basic, like, cookie-cutter, like, white family, and the, the kid just kind of snapped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's interesting, though, is if you look at it, um, a lot of the brain waves, I, I don't know if it's, like, brain waves or brain activity, but, like, in people afflicted with autism and schizophrenia, a lot of times they're very similar. One of the big differences a lot of times is upbringing and people from a like a higher class or like a higher social status whatever they have a better upbringing it's more likely to express itself as autism yeah and um you know a, a rougher childhood someone who's not getting like the love and care that they need it becomes even more severe and and can be expressed as as like schizophrenia and it's interesting, I don't know if they, like, knew that, like, how much study went into that, or if it's something that just, like, kind of happened by happenstance, but it's interesting. And no, I'm not I... sure where that study is that I found that. 
So the study that you found was like a was it like a forum study that you like? No, it was like like because I like read psychology textbooks sometimes. Oh, okay. Like and you know it's it, what am I trying to say? Like it's it's a thought I had running that against like what I know about the Halloween movies. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, but like I said, it's just interesting. No. You know? Dude, so, like, when, when movies tap into, like, like, actual reasoning, like, when, when, they, when they give, like, a, a backstory and, mm-hmm. and, like, a, a, a dynamic as to why, like, the events are happening in the movie and shit like that, like, it, when they actually do, like, some, like, fucking studying on characters and actually really put in development into these characters, mm-hmm. it really, it really grabs you in and makes you want to, like, watch, like, more of the same content, you know? Like, so if, if you fucking watch Halloween mm-hmm. and you really like Michael Myers as a character because of the character development that goes into him, like, it, it's part of what, like, gets you hooked in as, like, a fucking, a fan, you know? Right. Well, and, like, as a kid, you know, you'd look at Michael Myers, this is, like, big-ass dude, jumpsuit, <laughs> white mask, you're like, oh. <laughs> you know? Bro, the mask is what always gets me. Well, you know, do you know where that mask came from? No. It, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, basically, <laughs> this is a story that I heard. They took a William Shatner mask... <laughs> and they painted it white, and then they were like, "That's our killer." That's <laughs> bro. So it's actually even funnier because they took a William Shatner mask as uh, as he's dressed up as Captain Kirk. They painted, or they didn't paint it. They bleached the mask, and then they had to dye the hair because it was it was just white on white. Yeah. And then. Oh, so they dyed it that dark color. Too? Yeah, and oh, then okay. bleached the. The, the only reason I, I mentioned that it was bleached instead of painted is because sometimes in... I don't know if you can tell as much in the older movies as you can in the newer ones, but, like, you can see, like, marks where aesthetic... I don't know if it's, like, an aesthetic or if it's, like, they're trying to, like, pay homage, but it, it's, like... It, like, leathers, like, you if you bleach something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know how it, like, tightens up or can kind of almost, like, burn? Yeah, yeah. You'll, like, see, like, patches of that, like, on the mask itself. So right. it almost looks like skin, so... Hmm. Yeah. And also, um, like, because there was a scene, like, in the original movie where Laurie takes his mask off, and you can kind of see, like, the inside of the mask just for a second, and it is that flesh tone. Yeah. I just thought, that, that is one of my favorite, um, that's right up there with, uh, Jason Voorhees before he got his hockey mask, um, tidbits that I just find hilarious. You know what was crazy, though, about that, about that scene in the original Halloween movie? What's that? You know, he's just walking around. He's all big and bad. Big. I can't even talk. <laughs> he's walking around. He's all big and bad. The whole movie. You don't see his face. Laurie takes his mask off. It's like, this is just a regular ass fucking dude. <laughs> what the hell? He ain't even got a beard. <laughs> oh. Baby face motherfucker. Dude, dude, the, um, on like taking masks off, uh, that just reminds me, Jason like did the complete opposite with that. Every time Jason's mask came off, he's so disgusting, disgusting, gross, ugly motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Even before he drowned. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just like, bro. The one that gets me the most, I forgot which uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie it is, <coughs> but it's the one where he gets his mask taken off, 
and he goes to like kill her and for some reason there's a knife like stuck in the ground and I forget like how he ends up falling over but he ends up falling over and they use practical effects and his head went through the knife and like halfway down it just went from like just straight face to like and it was the funniest thing ever because you ever see those like heads that like um people would like put on his displays for their Halloween like the little yeah, golem yeah. heads it looked like that yeah. and it was just like <laughs> his head's just like sliding down did you ever see that Freddy vs. Jason movie though I love it because it's so bad. It, yeah, it's so bad. It's and so it's bad. so like it's got the eighties cheese all over it. <laughs> it's no. like some people are too smart for their own good. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. No, They're all gonna die. Dude, it, it has this guy's got a, his machete back. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he wanted, bro. That's all he wanted. It had the um the two thousands tint to it. Like it had that I forget what it's called, but there's like a literal filter that all the two thousands. It's like real washed out. Yeah. Like yeah. right. It makes you feel like you're in like a like a white office building with fluorescent lights. Exactly, bulbs. yeah. And or like yeah. My favorite scene from that movie is because um, I'll watch it because you know it's just stupid fun. Um, my favorite scene is the, they're trying not to go to sleep, so they go to the psych psychic thing to go get like these drugs to stay awake. And uh, Jason, for some reason, showed up to kill them to like try and like stop them or whatever, right? Yeah. And one of the guys falls asleep. Freddy possesses him. He takes like 15 of these needles that are supposed to have this drug that's supposed to like put you to sleep, right? Do the opposite of the keeping them awake thing. Mm-hmm. But they were trying to do stabs them into Jason, injects them, and he's like laughing and shit. And Jason just like slices him half. And like for some reason, the top half of his torso just does like a 360. <laughs> and it's like he just ragdolls. And it's like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> What is going on? Bro, if, if this is the same movie that I think it is, because I'm not sure if I've seen this one or not, isn't the only reason they're trying to kill one another just just because? Just because just cause they both like killing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. They're like, no, we're going to kill these teenagers. <laughs> yeah, I really just want to know who thought anything. Why did we think anything else would happen in that movie? I didn't. Yeah, I, I, did. I mean, like, listen, <laughs> I, really? I, I don't watched, know why. I watched it for free on on demand. I was like, "There's <laughs> no way this is gonna be good." <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Fucking on demand, dog. Holy shit! You know those like uh those TV ratings or like the movie ratings that you get? Yeah. That's the type of shit where it's like, hey, uh. I know technically it's like an R rated, but you should just make it NC seventeen so that nobody nobody has to like watch that because like nobody's gonna watch. Did you ever see the movie uh, Mother with uh, Jennifer Aniston? No, I've heard things about that. Should have been an NC seventeen. Yeah. It was so fucked, dude. Like I'm a strong person mentally. That movie still fucks me up, dude. Oh, dude. I, I, I still, like, get, like, flashbacks of, like... And I'm just like, yeah, that was really fucked up. And I go about my day. Yeah. But, <laughs> Thomas, but like... Okay, Thomas, you're the only... Uh, you have two sisters, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Have you ever seen Hereditary? No. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. What's it about? First off, Bro. fix that. I can't tell fix you. That. I really can't tell you. Fix your fucking you. face, dog. Talk to me different. No, like, it. it is... If we're going to talk about horror movies, that and Midsummer, uh, Ari Aster is, like, one of the best modern horror movies, like, ever. Mm-hmm. Movie directors, like, ever. Like, Hereditary and Midsummer are, like, two of the best horror movies I've ever seen in my life. So you do like Hereditary? I love 
that movie. Oh. I watched that movie three times. So I'm just trying to figure out why this motherfucker asked me. Oh, hold up. I'm I getting had... to it. Okay. I'm okay. getting to it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm getting to it. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you, but there is a scene where one of the character's sisters die, right? And it is one of the most iconic deaths ever, and it fucked me up. Like, bad. And I figured you could relate because you also have two sisters. Yeah. But both my sisters being younger than me, I... Oh, oh my God. I, oh, yeah, like, my I'm sisters really are older than me, so, like, if some shit pops off, I'm I, the one calling them. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, like, it... And, like, the, the movie kind of centers around that death, kind of. Um, you have to watch it, and then, if I'm going to be honest, you kind of have to watch it twice because you got to pay attention to stuff to get the full story. But, like, it is... Ooh, it is heavy. Uh, it is not for the lighthearted. Same with uh, Midsummer. It is a very heavy movie, but man, is it good. I would say that if you have any sort of sensitivity that you should not watch the movie Mother. Yeah. It's really fucked up. you seen it? No, but I've seen... I Now that I'm picturing... You said uh, Jennifer Lawrence, right? No. I think I said Jennifer Aniston, but I meant Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, yeah. I know... I, Remember reading the plot to the movie, mm-hmm. but I don't think I actually saw the movie. Oh, well, even reading the plot, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, oh, she um, she kind of dropped off the face of the earth, didn't she? I mean, I think it's the COVID might have something to do with it. You know, a lot of people just kind of stopped. That's doing possible. What doing, yeah, you know, I d- I'm just thinking like I can't think of anything from like the last couple of years, but well, and like it's it's crazy. Like there's, you know. There's a little bit of, like, a labor shortage going on. And that's that goes into, like, all of um, all the different facets of, of life. Yeah. Whether it's, whether it's acting or, you know, there's work and, and there's not enough workers to do it. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Well, I mean, well... I mean, like... It, it's kind of tricky because, like, um, uh, I, I think there's people that want to work, but I also think a lot of people are kind of fed up with being pushed around by employers. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are just kind of like, no, I'm not going to. I have a lot of people are kind of like, I have the opportunity to demand more and better for like probably the first time in their lives or at least the first time in a while yeah they're taking advantage of that pretty much oh dude the the, the fucking state of the economy right now is fucking horrendous right um it um it cause like I kind of get torn because uh a lot of people are purposely like not getting a job because they have stuff that they can fall back on whether it be like Social Security, whatever, whatever, maybe, you know, um, federal aid. I, I'm drawing a blank on what it's called right now because I'm special today. Um, <laughs> but, like, it, it's just, it's one of those things where it's, like, I, I, in all seriousness, I think employers are starting to get desperate and it's starting to reach a breaking point. I mean, shoot, did you hear what happened in Wisconsin? No, what happened in Wisconsin? They just upped the minor, um, basically passed a law saying that minors can work until 11 now. And a lot of people are like, yeah, because they won't actually just pay their workers, which makes sense. 
and they tried to they tried to make it better by being like oh it's only on non-school days and it's like yeah so the three days where a business would be most busy and on top of this this is this is the funniest part to me most places uh, still are closing around 10 or 11 so that essentially covers every place's closing shift you know what I mean mm. every place their child's gonna work at. oh yeah so like they basically were just like you know and of course a lot of people are upset myself included but like you know they'll learn I mean don't get me wrong this is unfortunate but I mean a variety of things make me like I doubt this stays from a perspective of I can't imagine that's legal as far as like child labor laws go but i could be wrong but it's just like that feels like the federal level will step in there you know but i mean that's not even like the worst case scenario like shit dude you got that thing that happened in new mexico with uh, alec baldwin on that movie oh yeah that was because of a labor shortage they had a bunch of people all the tech people who knew all the procedures uh handling with the guns and all that walked out and the people that were there when alec baldwin unfortunately killed that girl were scrubs like that's just fucked up man and so now he really has to live like, with that it's because i didn't really hear the whole situation so but, oh god sorry well i mean just piecing together from what you've already said so it, it was like it wasn't his fault it, so okay um the um the people who are working, right? Like right. all the the I, I don't know the tech the technical term, but I'll just call them like the roadies, right? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the people behind the scenes that make it like running functions. The studio yeah, the studio. Yeah, yeah. They went. They walked out because they were working seventeen hour days. They're like, hey, I'm not about this. Blah blah. Mm-hmm. Right. So the production company, which is also the people that work with the um the firearms and the other stunt stuff, the, uh, I think it's called an armor master is how it was explained to me is the person that deals with the gun and all that. Okay. They all walked out. So all the people on set, the production company hired was scrubs. So they didn't do the proper procedure and somehow live ammo. Um, I can walk through the procedure cause I found out about it. on uh, somebody explained it to me. I can walk through that if you want, but essentially a live round ended up in his chamber when he fired it. Right. Well, um, as my buddy Krev pointed out to me, uh, Alec Baldwin was the head of that production company. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I I have no doubt from the pictures and videos I've seen of it, he feels terrible. He just took this person's life. He was like very clearly distraught over it. But at the same time, clearly, you know, the people who knew what they were doing weren't there and you could easily point the finger at Alec because it's like, well, it's your production company that was working them the 17 hours, you know? Well, but it could have... It was probably also him doing those crazy hours. No. No? No, because he... Oh, I mean, then... He's on it, but the, um, the production company also would work on, like, the editing, the, like, the scenes that Baldwin wasn't in. So, like, Baldwin was just there for the scenes he was in. You know what I mean? Well, but I figured, you know, because, like, if, if you're involved with, like, the production company... Right. You have a little bit more of a reason to be there than just shooting your scenes. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and are, are, is he working as much as that? Probably not. Yeah. <coughs> but, I mean... I, I think the general consensus from, like, my friend Krebs' perspective is that it's like, listen, 
you shouldn't be working those 17 hour days like it doesn't matter if and again this is me projecting him that's just not me for sure, for sure. um doesn't matter if you're working that or not nobody should be working those hours and if you have people walk out like like that right mm. you then should not hire people that could put somebody in danger you know what i mean well for sure yeah i mean it's yeah. definitely like a a situation that could have been handled a little bit better yeah for sure at the end of the day to be honest like i kind of find it hard to like I find it hard to really give a shit about anything else other than, like, somebody died. Like, this is a tragedy. However we got there, like, it's sad. And And it fucking sucks. And it's also, like, you know, when I was a manager, right, I wouldn't let just anyone touch the register. You're gonna let Joe Schmo off the street be in charge of your firearms? You gotta let him handle the blicky? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like... And that was just your call, too, wasn't it? Like, it wasn't like there was a company, like, policy or procedure that was like, oh, no, like, no, yeah, it's this just person like, has to, like, if, th- that was a personal not, call. Yeah, if they're not working on the register, there's no reason for me to see you handling that register unless you're giving it to me. I mean, yeah. I mean, you fucking, like, you think about it. You go to a job. Mm-hmm. And you sign up for it, and, like, you get... There's, like, certain responsibilities that you kind of pick up after a while, where it's just, like... It's it's a morality thing. And it's my shift, too, so it's, like, oh, well, the drawer's a little short. Thomas, what happened? You know, I'm the one that counts it down at the end of the night. It's a good hustling mindset, you know? Because you you put good work in, you get a good payout, possibly, you know? Yeah. That's it. That's it. Whatever I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, um... The only real thing that I've taken from it is uh, <laughs> how crappy it, the internet can be. Because, like, I don't know about you guys, but I found out about it on uh, TikTok and uh, Twitter. And the immediate first thing everybody did, blame Alec Baldwin for shooting the person. Like, no other context, nothing. They just automatically went straight to, why the fuck did he shoot somebody? You know, he's like, why did he have a live round, blah, blah, blah. And, like... The sad part is that spread for like a day or two before everything else came out. You know yeah. what I mean? So like there was a genuine like consensus, at least on my sphere of the internet, where everybody was just shitting on them. Well, I mean, because like, and without getting too political, you know, right or wrong, that that's what happens like, you know, with a lot of police shootings. Yeah. You know, because in an in a instance where it goes to court, and they decided it's a clean shoot. That's not fair page news. Someone getting gunned down in the middle of the street, that is front page news. And and it's not clearly uh, just the you know, police officers, it's also well just anyone who does anything, you know. Yeah. They're they're gonna tell you they're gonna tell people what you did wrong first before and if they ever tell people why, like, you did it and why it's justifiable. Right. That's just the right. way of the world. To, um, to kind of, like, bounce off that, too, um, another thing that I kind of had happened that I thought was really interesting, um, and mind you, again, this is mainly TikTok and uh, Twitter because uh, Instagram, Facebook, and the other ones aren't really good, you know, connecting to people outside of your own bubble, but those ones, I find, give me a good sense, at least. Yeah. Um... There was a lot of people whose videos were getting taken down, like, 
talking about the incident and like what was supposed to happen like talking about like there was a couple videos where they were talking about this is the procedure this is what is supposed to be done clearly there was um uh something wrong here right and they were giving like an explanation because they were trying to be like hey this isn't alec baldwin's fault yada 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 you know what i mean and um i found it funny because like that just seems like such an odd thing to get rid of. And I mean, it's, it's a well-known problem right now. Sorry, I'm just finishing up. Um, it's a well-known problem right now on the TikTok community that they have problems with censorship because the things that should be getting censored aren't and the things that are getting censored are just random and sporadic. Well, and, and that's the thing. That's the problem I take with censorship is because when... Whenever there's censorship, there's, you know, someone who's doing something and, and someone else who says that's not okay what you're doing. And in some instances, obviously, you need to do that, but, like, if, yeah, if it's I mean, not, just, like, just like, nobody, if it's not, like... Like, the platformer shouldn't get in trouble either for, for having content on its platform that it doesn't make. Right. I'm just giving you the platform. I... I'm, I have no involvement with the with what the platform fucking puts out. Well, but you know it's. These days, people are still gonna look at. It. Yeah. And well, at least I don't know if they really will, but like, you know, the the corporations think they will, and that's it's. I mean, it's they about are, appeasing. They are, but like you know. You try to go fucking look for it on, you know, if there's a certain video you're trying to find or whatever, and you go and look for it on the internet, you're going to get probably brought to some sketchy-ass website. So, like, you'd much rather be on YouTube, you know? Right. Like, I, um... If you post, I mean, if you're posting the content, make it, you know, have, like, an 18, 18 18 or older, like, fucking lock thing, but make it for, like, where the content creators... Honestly, have it's kind of like on it. it's kind of like the whole thing about drug awareness, and and people who are for making like narcotics unregulated, yeah. right? Um, just like I kind of lost where I was going with that. What were we talking about? Censorship. <laughs> Censorship. Censorship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk about the war on drugs? No. Okay. <laughs> I just threw that boomerang and it didn't come back. <laughs> Do you mind if I hop in for like two seconds? Go okay. Ahead. So the only, the only, and I wouldn't even call it like an issue. It's more like the platforms more so than um, people itself is when you get into um, telling the platforms, uh, hey, it's not your responsibility to manage anything right like and i'm 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 a believer that you should have free speech but at the same time it's i'm I'm in this weird like catch-22 there is like actual statistics there's research there is um studies there is people from these companies coming out and being like hey we're using these algorithms to get you to the uh most profitable denominator for us which was getting you angry, getting you into these things that'll, like, cut you off from other people, put you in this bubble. And, like, I'm not saying they should be responsible for, like, everything, but I do think they should have some responsibility to, like, 
how do I put it? They shouldn't they shouldn't be able to just funnel you into this one thing. You know what I mean? And try and make profit off of it. Did we just solve the censorship crisis? Okay. Is, is, is that what we just did? Not at all. We did, okay. like, how did how did that fix anything? I, I just like basically my problem was censorship. I don't believe in it at all. Because it's you know to me putting an institution in place to uphold the right to me that shows you don't really have too much faith in what that right is you know like yeah. and not only that once you once you have like an institution that is is made to like enforce that it's Again, it's run by people who have their own arbitrary ideas, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to what everyone should see and what they shouldn't, what people can say, what they can't, it's all personal choice. And it's, it seems to me that they're trying to... It's, it's not a good line of thinking to get yourself into, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, well, they said that this is wrong, so it is. Instead of thinking, well, is this really wrong? Yeah, I, in all seriousness, like, as somebody who is uh, big his, big into history and big into reading and English and all that, I, I 100% agree that censorship should not. No one who's trying to shut someone up is ever doing anything good. Yeah. You know? And yeah. It's not, it's not that there's people... Well, I lost it. Yeah, okay. I got you. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to go on a break real quick. We'll come back right after the break. Stay toasty, my friends. All right, everyone, this is a brand new segment we're putting in called Break Time Breakdowns, and for this week's, we have a good friend of mine, model Kylie Marie. She's going to be in a leather and lace class in November, so she's going to be the model for that class. You can check her out on Instagram at Kylie Marie Model. That's spelled K E I L E I G H M A I R E Model on Instagram. She's got plenty of work on there. You can go check out and go ahead and give her a follow and tell her I said hi. All right, we are back from that very brief and very awkward break. <laughs> and, um,. Yeah, this is the Brain Dead Space Monkey podcast, by the way. And um, basically, we're just going to wrap up this uh, all this talk on censorship. Uh, during the break, I, I had time to collect my thoughts and uh, you know, figure out what I wanted to say earlier, specifically talking about um, like drug awareness and how that ties into, into censorship. Because there's, there's a certain faction of like that group you know that uh wants not only people to know about drugs but wants them to be like decriminalized you know so you know the thought being that if it's easily accessible and everyone knows knows about it knows that it's bad but knows the right way to do it if they're going to. I think there's a lot of... Right. Yeah. There's a lot of strength in that in that thought. And I think that when it comes 
into the material that we consume, it it's kind of the same thing. I mean, look at all the places that have decriminalized a lot of different drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of less fucking drug-related issues recently, right? In, yeah. those, in those places. Mm-hmm. Look at Michigan. And we're not talking about, like, we're not, like, drug-related incidents is, is most of the time... Like, it's very rarely someone gets all hopped up and, like, kills a bunch of people. Bro, look at, you look know. at, um, um, the, the clears and shit like that, right? Yeah. The, the wax pen cartridges. Remember when there was that bad fucking chemical on the cartridges? Yeah. Um, that, that was, like, a big issue for a minute. And then, like... Shit ended up fucking, uh, was it a regulation they put in place, do you know? Or was it just, like, people just fucking got their, either way. Yeah. Well, it was, like, no one sold them except for the dispensaries, and they were, like, 70 bucks a pop. Yeah. You know, so it's, like, who's gonna fucking pay $70 for a gram of some, like, mediocre, you know. Just, Just fucking bottom shelf weed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And at that point, that was when I was just smoking bud, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, they they had that thing even with the nicotine vapes, though. You know, there was like, uh, like uh, what was it, the jewel? You remember when there was that yeah, whole big thing? Yeah, the the fucking where they um, they banned jewel. I think it was it like uh, some uh, ATF maybe or mm-hmm. some federal uh, FDA. They banned Juul from manufacturing, like, flavored Juul pods. Like mm. All you like, could get was, like, the tobacco and the menthol. Yeah, when they, like, used to be, like, cartridges that were marketed towards kids, you know, like... Oh, well, yeah, like, you know, fruit punch and... I like the mango. Yeah. I was really hurt when they took that one off the shelves. <laughs> but that's the thing, though, is, like... That didn't last very long because there were so many off-brand jewels and even, like, these disposables. Like, that was around the time those got really big. Yeah. You know? Which, I'm not going to lie, dog. With the jewel pods, it was kind of, it was kind of like, I could see how that was marketed towards kids. Like For sure. I got a little, I got a little happy when I opened the, the, the jewel pod packets up. Like, it was oh, just yeah. pleasing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and, like, I remember, because I, 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 I started smoking cigarettes, like... When I was 18. You yeah. know, like, habitually. Like, I smoked a couple times when I was, like, in middle school. Bro, I I feel like cigarette packs, like, I feel like the designs have, like, really changed over the years. They have. Like, they're less... They're less marketable, man. You know what hasn't, though? What's that? The, a goddamn pack of Marlboro Reds. Or the Camel Blues. No, they did change the Camel Blues. I feel like the Camels, they, they are a little bit more aesthetically pleasing these days. Yes, the Camel Blues box. Because because Camel, like, I don't know. When I camel started cares. smoking, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to get some Camel Crushes because I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, was, I just turned 18, the guy at the, and that was when you could buy smokes when you were 18. Yeah. Had my ID in my wallet and everything ready to show him. I was like, let me get a pack of Camel Crushes. And, and he like, did my right, ID, I was like, damn, how many times could I have done that? Oh, I've been going to this gas bro. station for about four years. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had the same thing happen to me, bro. Yeah. I, I, it was such a, just a, it was a very, like, 
crushing defeat. Like, you didn't say anything, but you just kind of, like, walked out, and you just, yeah. you felt empty inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn. But I wasn't on too upset, but I was smoking my cigarettes. I mean, yeah. I was walking. It was, it was a nice night. It was, like, a summer night. Yeah. Oh, man. Just like, oh, nice. I don't, yeah. I don't have to worry about getting in trouble for this. Right. <laughs> I had a, one of those, you remember... That gas station right by my house, they had the soda and the glass bottles. Yeah. I grabbed myself one of them, too. You know, maybe a root beer. <laughs> one of those uh, town clubs? Yes, sir. Oh, man. That's, like, specific to Michigan, too. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, and one time um, I went over to my grandparents' house and I had one. And my grandpa said, you know, town club used to have, like, a, a factory where you could... You could buy a case and you could pick out all your uh, different flavors that you wanted. I I thought that was the coolest thing. I don't know if they still have something like that. Though. Yeah, my dad was telling me about they that. They do. Yeah. They do actually, because I saw they, I saw a rack in a store that did was the same thing. It had a bunch, and it's like whatever you can fit in here, that's how much you pay for. It's yeah. like a six pack of them. Yeah. Huh. Um, God, that's gonna kill me trying to think of the store now. But I think it might have been Kroger. But See, that, that's the thing, though. Really. Oh, right? uh, I love. I love pop too much. <laughs> I can't drink it no more because I, I just won't stop. Uh, <laughs> Dude, the glass soda pops, every time I go to Kroger, they have a whole section of it. I get like six of them. They have this, oh God, I forget the, it's like Schwarbers, but it's not pronounced Schwarbers, but it's spelled the same way. Schwarbers? Mm-hmm. Schwarbers, yeah. Use the Schwartz. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's like a root beer. Oh not my God. So good. So good. At this point in the show, we're all going to go around the table, and we're going to talk about an album that we've been listening, a musical album that we've listened to in the past, or just a song, too. Just a musical piece. Something something that has really moved you in this last week, and a little bit about why. And we're going to start with Brendan, we're going to go clockwise, you guys don't know what that means, but we're going to go Brendan, Liam, Thomas. Alright, bro. So, let me paint a picture for you. Okay. I'm here <laughs> for it. It was 2016. Fetty Wap album just dropped. Get your phone off the table. And I was in love. And then Fetty Wap kind of fell off, right? And, like, he's been kind of putting shit out. He put out a brand new album. Oh, really? The Butterfly Effect. Okay. I have not listened to it all the way, dog. But I listened to intro and out the hood, bro. It was it was it was quality Fetty Wap. Like have y'all ever listened to Fetty Wap before? Like you, you squall, squall. I'm a bird. Like yeah. there's a couple of them. Yeah, babies. Like you know. Yeah. yeah no, I uh, I remember people were talking about that because they were like, yeah, he's finally coming out with a new album and everything. Because um, I guess what happened is when he blew up, a bunch of people, like, took advantage of him, like, various things, like, so-and-so was asking for money, uh, I heard one story that, like, uh, not a stripper, but, like, you know, uh, um, what was he? She wasn't a stripper, but she was, wasn't, like, a prostitute, I forget what they referred to her as. An escort? No, no, it was, like... Nightwalker? It was like <laughs> woman of the night. <laughs> it was like it was God, what was the guy that's gonna kill me. But anyways, he was talking this girl basically took him for his money 
And it was like, as soon as he like realized it, like he cut her out. But essentially he um, realized this in the last like two years. He was, I heard, I don't know if this is true, that that album was actually supposed to drop before COVID. But then because COVID, he was like, well, I'm going to put it back. And then he was finally like, you know what? Fuck it. This is going to be a while. So he just released it now. Hmm. But the thing I love about Fed <laughs> Go off. Uh, Mans loves his fucking fans. Oh, yeah. Like, um, the, the fucking first album that he dropped, I think it's just the, the, the self-titled album, Fetty Wap, if I'm not mistaken, is what it's called. There's, like, a little fucking written letter in there of, like, he's, like, a For My Fans thing, and it's just, like, like it's, he's just on real shit, dog. Like, it's not, <laughs> like, like, he's not Kendrick Lamar or, like, you know, but he's got, like, a... You respect them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's got that, like, energy where it's just like, this is a good-ass dude. He's modern-day Bob Marley. Okay. Modern-day Bob That's Marley. That's a bold claim. It's <laughs> <laughs> an awfully bold claim. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's fairly accurate, though, because I don't know too many people that uh, don't like him either, you know? He's got that same kind of calming feeling for the most part. People hated Bob Marley back Bro, in the day. Bro, that's true. That's Real true. quick, can I get off on a tangent about Bob Marley? Go for it. Because I saw this interview of him, and it was like this, this the corniest white bitch that they could find on that <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It was back in the day, obviously. And they were like, oh, well, what would you say to people who think that your music is, is involved with the drug trade? And he said, listen, man. We're talking about God. And to us, God is Rastafari. Rastafarian. That's what it is. We're preaching God's word. And she said, well, and he said, no. That's it. Like, he was so classy about the whole thing, but he, was sh- he wasn't taking none of her shit. You know, he was like, it, it doesn't, I don't care what other people think. What I'm doing is about God. I love that man. That shit is <laughs> the best fucking interview I've ever Bro, seen. Bro, Bob Marley is like, like, yeah, like, no, no, it's never just like, yo, like, you mind if I turn Bob Marley on? Like, no one's ever going to be like, nah, bro. Yeah. I don't want to listen you, you, to Three Little Birds. You can just, like, throw some on. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> like, you just turn it on. It's, it's just like, like an unspoken rule. Yeah, it's just like, okay, same with yeah. Eddie Wop. But, yeah. like, I feel like... You know? Unless maybe, it's again, because that puts me in my feels. Maybe, maybe I'll say this, because, like, I'll hear, like, four reggae songs, and I'm like, that's enough for now. Mm. I feel like I feel the same way with Fairy Wasp music. I yeah. I love them, but it's like, you know... When I you, when you want to listen to them, mm-hmm. you listen to them. <laughs> Fairy Wasp finds you. I, uh... Yeah, you want to know something that I always find very funny? Yes, and then I also want to know... An album that has... Yeah, yeah, it's just last Bob Marley thing. Last Bob Marley thing. Alright, so he is like a super chill, relaxed dude, right? Was. Yes, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> If you were to guess what his children and grandchildren would do, what what would you, just like spitball, what would you think it might be? Well, I know the answer to this question. Well, I, I also Aren't, know aren't like most of them musicians? All of them. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> he has, like, I want to say five. It's, like, a quite few grandchildren 
that played Division One football and played in honor of Bob Marley. No way. I'm being dead serious. Everyone else is, is picking a guitar, singing, or doing something. It is the most random thing ever. And I the first I heard about it was because this dude from Tulane, this linebacker, was like, he was like a stud. But instead of being like, yeah, this dude's like balling out, they were like, yeah, he's related to Bob Marley. And it's like, I don't care. He just killed a man in the backfield. Like, can we talk about that? <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that Bob Marley was a, a very strong person. Was was he like? Was he a good parent? Because doesn't he have like thirteen kids? I mean, I'm sure he did the best he could. But so that's that's probably a big part of the culture yeah. too. Because I yeah, mean, it's, it's a lot like Catholicism in in terms of like what they believe about birth control. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that's probably just a culture. I mean, he was. He doesn't seem like the type, like when like you hear him talk to like, not take care of his responsibilities. Yeah. Because it's a lot about like, oh, life is a gift, and if life is a gift, then the things in your life are also a gift, and they should be treated as such. You know. So I don't know the way he lived, but just. You know, based on how he talked and how he looked at things, I'd like to think he was a good father. Uh, even if not, you get to say that Bob Marley was your dad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's really no losing in that situation. I mean, shit, you pick up a guitar, so I'm Bob Marley's son. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Want a discount on that, buddy? Discount, buddy. <laughs> All right, Liam, you're on the hot seat. Okay, so, uh, I, um, my guitar teacher actually showed me this song. Uh, I gotta make sure I'm saying his name right before I drop it. But, um, Jonathan Edwards, uh, Sunshine, uh, Go Away Today. For I have had that on a loop the last, like, week and a half. And, like, it's not a complicated song. It's not amazing vocals or anything. But, like, the whole song and the message to it just gives me mad, like, campfire vibes. And I just, I, I love it. I just love it. It's a real simple one, too. Like, I've been practicing, and it's not anything, like, complicated. Right. And, like, it, and you know what's a, a shame is that it was just, like, his only hit. Because, yeah. man, it, he has that, sorry, he has that talent that uh, Bob Marley does where it's, like, or not Bob Marley, Bob Dylan has, where it's, like, he takes a very simple thing, and, like, you're aware that he can do better, but the way he does it, it just works really well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I feel like you see that in a lot of folk music because folk is definitely the genre of, like, strip it down. You know what I mean? It's it's about the story. Yeah. It's it's not so much about musical technique or prowess, uh, even though, like, I mean, who doesn't like Simon and Garfunkel? Right. right. But folk music doesn't normally sound that clean you know it's it's because it's been passed down it's had a lot of people handling in it so it gets a little bit rough around the edges but that's part of the appeal yeah um me i've been listening to the wall by pink floyd oh yeah okay it's a beefer i mean for the time it was it's like an hour and a half which, you know, they had to put on two records back in the day. <laughs> really pissed off the record label. <laughs> but, 
Um, no, it's really cool. It's like, it's like a story, you know, because Pink Floyd was big into like concept albums, mm-hmm. and the the name the Wall comes from like he was playing a a show one time with you know Pink Floyd, Roger Waters, and he was looking at the crowd, and instead of like you know feeling like that energy from the crowd, he was just like kind of disgusted. A little bit with himself because they kind of felt like they sold out. They went through a lot of different like phases throughout their throughout their group. Um, basically, point being, he had the idea of like building a wall around himself. Yeah. And so the the album is is a story of a guy who who does that, and like you know. It's obviously, like, metaphorical, like, you know, half of it's talking about, like, oh, let's build this wall. Um, but it's it's a lot about, like, emotional walls. So there's a lot, like, it gets weird, like, because the, the main character, his name's Pink. Yeah. You know, like I said, it, it, it's, it's got, like, the story format more than anything. And, like, there's a, there's a part where he's, like, completely isolated and he's, like, going crazy. And he's, like, marching through the streets, screaming like this totalitarian, like, ethnic cleansing, like, just awful, like, rhetoric. And then, like, it all just, like, breaks. And it's just, like, this really soft piano. And <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's horrified by what he did and, and like, the... It ends with a song called, well, the second to last song is called uh, The Trial. And it, it, the damn thing's just a rock opera. You gotta listen to it, you know? Isn't uh, Pink Floyd, they fall into that, like, uh, that psychedelic rock, like... Here's the thing, yes. But I think that Pink Floyd is one of the greatest rock bands ever. Because they have, like the psychedelic feel and like the deep topics that you see in like a lot of psychedelic music. It's a good it's a good vibe soundtrack. But they also have that stadium appeal. Yeah. They're they're poppy enough well their sensibilities are poppy enough to where it it grabs you. It's yeah. it's a song. It does what it's supposed to, but it it's also still saying something. Well dude something I find this kinda interesting. You you bring up fucking psychedelic rock and he brings up fucking like uh, folk music, both great fucking types of music. Like it's it's such it, it's like they have a great vibe to them mm. when you're out fucking camping. Oh yeah. Right. When you're like, doing anything, like I I was listening to it at work all week. You know, just like on a loop because I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the cool thing about it though. Um, so the last song is called Outside the Wall. And, um, spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) But at the very beginning of the album, you can hear the music from the last track. And you hear Roger Waters go, isn't this where we came in? (laughs) And that shit's so funny. And then the, the whole thing starts over again. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah, like if you have it set to just loop, there's no break. All the songs flow into each other except for uh, Goodbye Crew World. 
and hey you. Everything else is connected. So could I actually go off that? Um, Mac Miller actually did the same thing. He connected all of his albums together. Yeah. Um, it's because he's an artist. That yeah. is another. That's a novel way to use an art form. Yeah, and he he was uh, Pink Floyd was one of the ones he's talked about it briefly being like a big one, mm-hmm. and like he connected them all together because um, each album starts with like life and ends with like death as like its theme, yeah. and there will be like a little snippet from the end of the last one that goes into the next album, and I oh, I I just found that out a couple months ago and that made me so happy for some reason I was like that's awesome. Let me tell you guys something. I'm gonna I'm gonna go deep here. For Tell a me about it. So you know when I was younger, I was really big into well, I still am like industrial acts like Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, Ministry, groups like that. Specifically, Marilyn Manson is what I'm gonna talk about because he had a stint through his career where he was doing concept albums as well, and um, he had Antichrist Superstar. Mechanical Animals, and then uh, what, the third one was called like Hollywood, in the Shadow of the Valley or Valley of the Shadow of Death, some biblical shit. Yeah. You know, um, and these albums all had their own like storyline. Um, obviously, it was kind of like autobiographical, like a lot of stuff that Manson was seeing and kind of just interjecting himself, but. When he was all done with all of it, uh, he said that all the stories were actually, like, connected, and that it actually went, like, backwards. So it started with the last album, Hollywood, and then Mechanical Animals was in the middle, and then Antichrist Superstar was supposed to be, like, the end. But the thing about Antichrist Superstar is it's a lot like The Wall, because it's a a concept album, and it's also... One where the last track leads right into the first one. What's a concept album? It's it's something. It's when the songs in the album, whether it's through a storyline or just all being about one topic, there's. It's more cohesive than like just oh here's this song and then here's this song. Okay. It's all painting a picture. So it's it's uh, it's. A single project almost it's it's a project with layers yeah yeah but so you know it's, it's kind of like Kendrick Lamar's Dam I haven't listened to it but oh okay okay yeah anything that like has a topic right yeah. any any musical album that has like any sort of overlying theme that you see in all the songs okay and like I said it could be a story but either way, um, you know, at the end of the album, because, I mean, Manson's crazy. Like, the story he wrote with that album is, like, about this Antichrist, right, who comes to power, and and he gets there, and he's like, wow, this, this world actually fucking sucks. And then he decides to just kill everybody. And then at the end, it's, like, this really weird, like cryptic like there's backtracked like Manson just saying some weird shit and it sounds like it's coming through like a broken PA system he says when you're suffering no I have betrayed you and then it goes right back into the first song and and that's what they say right before the music starts 
And that's actually a Nietzsche line, too. Well, kind of. Because Nietzsche said, when you're sad, know that I have forsaken you. Which was petty as hell. <laughs> right? Like, hey, listen, when your life is going shitty, just know that it's because I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. It's just like... Um, just the level of artistic perspective that pulling something off like that takes is just wow like I struggled to just sit down and write one song and these people wrote like multiple songs 20 songs and then tied it on a story yeah you know (laughs) tied them all together yeah it's crazy yeah you guys got anything else music wise or um no, I mean, that's... Yeah. I could talk about this shit all fucking day. Nah, so <laughs> like, especially since I was starting uh, practicing guitar and stuff. It's just made me have a whole new appreciation for everything, honestly. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's like... I saw... It was, like, broken down on a line graph. Your um, experience and your confidence. And at the beginning of the graph when your experience is really low, your confidence is usually really high. And it's usually like plateaus there. Like, you know, you're building you're building your knowledge. Mm-hmm. As you learn more, that line of confidence starts to kind of droop. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you have a, a real weird point where your confidence is below your skill. Then, what you start to see is your skill getting better, and then your confidence is following that. Mm. Humans really just have to calibrate. You know what I mean? Change out out the batteries in the Xbox 360 controller. Nah, just let that bitch run for a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Just unplug it, uh, count to 30, and plug it back in. Yeah. But, like, do you get what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah. Because a point... When you're very confident and have no skill, you feel great, but you can't do it. Yeah. You know? And then, but like I said, after that dips and it's kind of like regulated, that's when like they start to move together. Yeah. And <laughs> shit, sometimes you just gotta put shit in its place. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. All right, guys. Um, well. This has been a fucking great episode. Glad glad to be with you guys here on episode five of the Brain Dead Space Monkey Podcast. Um, for once, we're actually filming at night, not in the morning, so don't have a beautiful fucking morning. Have a great fucking night. And uh, if you're smoking on something, take another hit. If you're sipping on something, take another sip. Hey, if you gotta get fucked up, you might as well feel it tomorrow, my yeah. man. It's a bonus <laughs> day. Do, do whatever you need to do.